Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Without without further ado, we go to the North Ocean Carson Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com. Of course, the beat writer for Cleveland.com. Mary Kay, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Garrett. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's a little gloomy, but I'm excited for the Browns and, and Steelers. Another opportunity to uh, give Big Ben another L. I see, you know, that that's always a good thing and possibly send him out uh, on a losing note at First Energy Stadium. Um, I, I guess one of the biggest things we're talking about, obviously, is the news broke that Baker Mayfield is going to be expected to start, uh, you know, coming up in this game. Can you kind of tell us what kind of led up to that um, that decision um, from from Monday or excuse me Thursday of last week through this week? What went into that preparation and 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 the, and the team of doctors and coaches and Baker signing off and, and making sure that he's out there and he's going to play against the Steelers? Well, it was primarily a medical decision. That's what it was going to come down to. Uh, could he go out there and you know really for the most part? not hurt himself more than he's already hurt? Uh, could he protect himself? Did he have the strength in the shoulder? And they determined that, uh, that he was fine to do that. Again, uh, because it's his non-throwing shoulder, uh, they, you know, they can take a few more liberties with uh, you know, what's going on in there. But, um, yeah, I had written a, a column saying that I thought he should rest this game just because uh, you know, when the news broke, when he broke the news himself, that he had a broken bone in that shoulder and that he needed the bone to heal. Uh, you know, it was my strong belief that, you know, let that bone heal up a little bit before you go out there and maybe, you know, take a hit on it and fall on it again and, and have that thing become a displaced fracture instead of the non-displaced fracture that it is right now. But the doctors are all very comfortable with it. Baker wants to play. The coaches are comfortable with it. And so, it goes. I mean, let me, that's very interesting. You said I didn't think it is. I hadn't, didn't have this question in my head until you just said, you know, when he came out and said that he had that that broken bone in his shoulder. Let me ask you this: Kevin Stefanski is a guy who always seems to be close to the vest. This organization, um, from top to bottom, doesn't really do too much talking. We laugh and joke sometimes and say he doesn't give us anything. I don't even know why we do these press conferences. He's very pinpoint and very analytical in terms of what he gives you and not what he gives you. I thought it was a little fascinating that that Baker actually said in depth what exactly what was going on with him. Usually coaches and like the Patriots and, and coaches around the league are very mum 
on giving exact details as to what it is. You could be on the the, uh, the list of, hey, he's just on the injury list. Were you surprised that he kind of come out and, and floated it and, and let, the, let the media know that he, he did have that fracture? Well, you know, I think in a perfect world, uh, a team would not want a player to, you know, to come out and be that specific just because of, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you just don't want to give the opponents any ammunition at all. Uh, but I think what probably was going on here is the fact that Baker's taken a ton of heat this season. Uh, he's under a lot of fire for, you know, not necessarily being able to hit the long ball that well. Uh, you know, he's he's not up where he wanted to be in terms of his rating. And, uh, you know, the national media really piling on him again. And it seemed to me that this was a matter of, you know, him basically saying, you know, look, I, I've been through a lot and I have to sit out this game tonight, not just because my shoulder hurts, but, uh, you know, but because of this broken bone in there. Like, you know, Baker is a tough, tough guy. In fact, Alex Van Pelt said this week, you know, he's one of the toughest minded players he's ever been around. So I think it was one of those things where, hey, national television audience, you're not seeing me out there tonight, uh, but there's a pretty darn good reason why I'm not there. Talking to Mary Kay Cabot on the North Orleans Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. And, you know, I, I wasn't really surprised um, that Baker wanted to get back out there on the field because that's just that's what, it, what his nature is. And I think any starting quarterback would. Um, in, in terms of what the, I, I guess, the upside is, are they, is there a risk in this along, uh, along the lines of saying, if Baker does come out and maybe he just doesn't, have a good game, right? And, and, you know, the Browns, you know, go into a game that they should or actually have to win, in my opinion, to, to you know, stay afloat in the AFC North. Uh, is Stefanski uh, kind of leaving himself open a little bit here if he doesn't play very well and people can say, well, why didn't you just sit him and play case and rest it another week? Well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, that, that will happen and there will be that kind of second guessing if that happens. But I think when the Browns threw every single thing into the hopper, I don't think they're worried about that. I think that they look at this as a very winnable football game. I think they view it as uh, this is a defense that the Browns uh, can match up very well against, uh, not just better up front than they have in the past, maybe last season uh, when they were you know, playing against the starters, uh, but just, you know, just in general. I mean, this is the best supporting cast Baker will have all season, except for, you know, Kareem Hunt won't be there, Donovan Peoples-Jones won't be there. But for the most part, he should have Jarvis, Odell. Uh, he's going to have his two starting tackles. He's got Nick Chubb coming back. I think that they firmly believe uh, that they can go out there and, and score plenty of points on this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I don't think they're overly, you know, worried about, you know, not being able to do that. And uh, therefore, and, and again, with those starting tackles out there, I think they saw this as an opportunity to really have Baker be protected very well. I just don't think that they're going into this game worried at all. So what you're saying is, in the words of Mike Tomlin, the Steelers are paper tigers. Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, you know, I just don't think that um, you know the Browns are are worried about their ability for Baker Mayfield to be successful in this game. I think they feel uh, they can move the ball on the ground. They can move it through the air. 
they can win their one-on-one battles up front. Uh, and I, I just think, again, knowing that they have their starting five offensive linemen, I think they feel they can adequately protect him, that he can protect himself. And it just, you know, once the doctors gave him the green light, it just made perfect sense. When, when you look at this game a little bit in the standings, um, to me, I'm, I'm very surprised at the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I, I didn't think that they would be terrible. I think they would trend somewhere around 9 and 8 or something like that, 500. But what they've been able to do um, with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, um, Mixon has had a, a nice uh, year. I thought the, I think the offensive line has played a little bit better. Um, the Ravens have just as many people on IR as we do. I think they had like 18 guys on IR. And Lamar Jackson is just, you know, they lost, you know, a couple games – recently but Lamar Jackson for the most point has been um tremendous and he's been great uh do you what is the pressure level on the Browns to continue to put some strings of together games together because of just how competitive the AFC is especially the AFC North if you want to get into the playoffs this year well it's extremely extremely competitive and I think that the, uh, that the Cincinnati Bengals have basically served notice to every single team in the NFL that they are for real this year and that they are, you know, that they are going to be contenders in the AFC North and they cannot be overlooked anymore. So I, I think that has changed the game in the AFC North for sure. And, you know, I still think that the Ravens, you know, they've got a lot. Not only do they have guys on IR, they got a lot of guys that are completely out for the entire season, and that hurts. I mean, when you start to really get into your depth and the chips are down and you're getting into the November and December when you have to be playing your best ball, you know, they could still be hurt by that. So we'll have to see how that all goes. Uh, you know, we all thought it was going to be a two-horse race between the Browns and the Ravens. Now uh, there are three legitimate contenders, and you're right. They've got to win every single game that they can, the Browns, and especially these AFC North games. You know, to me, I, I don't I don't know what, what your thoughts on this. I, I always looked at it like, you know, the Chiefs for once have a down year. I, I think when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and why I, I even have a lot of urgency uh, for this season is that if the, you look at the Chiefs and they have a legitimate shot of not making the playoffs. If you can can get into the playoffs this year, and you can you can have a team or, or 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 a place you need to go where you need to either beat the Chargers or the Bills, or even the Ravens or the Bengals, um, which you would have already seen twice a piece, already saw the um, the Chargers. I feel a lot better about my my prospects of playing those guys come you know playoff time rather than playing. Kansas City I you know I just think I've seen Patrick Mahomes put that cape on before and um so I guess I guess my question is how do you think the Browns match up with those teams and those contenders um as in contrast with this with the uh Kansas City Chiefs well certainly when when you came into this year you had to think okay can they get past the Chiefs in the AFC championship game I mean that uh you know that's where the bar has been set lately and I think that was foremost on everyone's mind heading in and now uh, that doesn't look like it's going to have to be the case. And in addition to that, you know, the Browns did not really have a full complement of uh, defenders on the field when they played the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs had some guys out, too, but the Browns did not have 
you know, all of their guys out there. They had a lot of really new guys. They weren't cohesive yet on defense. And Odell didn't play in that game. I mean, if you play that game over again with, you know, some, some different tweaks on, on both sides of the ball, I think the Browns can, can hold on and beat them. And so now you, you have to wonder who is going to be standing strong in December and in the playoffs, and that's going to be the key because it might not be the Chiefs. Going to the defensive side of the football, um, one of the guys that I'm, I'm a little concerned about um, is Denzel Ward. Uh, Denzel, he, uh, he's not going to play again today. He has a hamstring. Um, besides the injury issues, um, you know, I, I was saying earlier, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, both Greg Newsom and Greedy Williams have higher coverage grades than Denzel Ward. And, and statistically, uh, and, and by grades, he's having his worst year as a pro. Um, are you concerned about that? Because, you know, to me, I thought he, this is a guy who was a shoe-in for a contract, that it was going to get Jalen Ramsey-type money or even uh, Marlon Humphrey from Baltimore. But it seems like he's taken a little bit of a step back um, some of it may be injuries. Some of it may be just, you know, not playing up to, to his potential. Uh, are the Browns or you uh, a little concerned about Denzel Ward? Well, certainly he's not having the kind of season that he wanted to have or the Browns wanted him to have. And I'll tell you what, I so many days in training camp when I uh, was out there watching practice, he was on the sidelines in that bucket hat with a hamstring injury. And a lot of times a guy that misses most of training camp struggles during the season. Now here he is again with a hamstring injury. We'll have to see how long it keeps him out. Uh, Each year Denzel misses about three or four games. I think a lot of Denzel's issues this year are that once again, he missed most of training camp and he hasn't completely been himself. Uh, But there are games where he looked like he had his speed and he just still Uh, wasn't making the plays or getting there the way that you expected him to. And at one point, Joe Woods even said that he was pressing, trying too hard to do too much. So Denzel does need to get back and be the Denzel that everybody knows that he is. And hopefully this uh, hamstring won't sideline him too long. And and, and we kind of looked at this a little bit um, earlier with Baker Mayfield. And now he does have the shoulder. If, If he does go down, um, and, you know, God forbid he goes down or he's out for an extended period of time. That brings you back to Case Keenum. What is the Browns' philosophy on a backup quarterback after that? Where would they go to first? Would it be a practice squad guy? Would they have to try somebody out? If Baker is not available and Case Keenum is playing for extended snaps, what is their, what are their options at backup quarterback, or have they not crossed that road? And they'll do it, when, when it if, if, if and when it happens. Well, they have a short list of guys that they would uh, bring in and think about. So they have, uh, you know, I'm sure thought about that and they had to think about that. But I think that they would be pretty ready to write it out with Case Keenum if uh, in the event that that Baker goes down. Um, I I don't think that they expect that to happen. And in the event that it does, I feel, you know, they feel pretty comfortable with Case. And then they've got Nick backing him up and then they would probably uh, add someone again to the practice squad. Keys to victory um, for the Browns. We look at it, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, Najee Harris has been uh, impressive as a rookie. The the Steelers have the skill position. It's all about whether Big Ben can can make enough plays down the field. He's throwing, you know, the majority of his passes under 7 to 10 yard range. 
Um, do you think this is an opportunity for Joe Woods to dial up some more pressure? It looks like people are getting a little more healthy. What's the game plan uh, defensively to kind of stop the uh, the Steelers in this good, decent passing game, especially at the receivers' positions? Well, I think some of it depends on if um, Ben comes back from this bye week a little better. He said he was feeling a little better after the bye. So I uh, have to see how he's doing. Like you said, he's, he's not uh, throwing the ball downfield very much. Uh, I think the key for the Browns is going to be, first of all, to run the ball. And I think they should be able to run the ball with Nick and Dearness Johnson. So that's going to be one of the things is to stay on the field, possess the ball as much as they can, uh, and especially because you do want to be kind of careful with Baker Mayfield. Even though they're not worried about him, I still think that you have to take some uh, precautions with that. Uh, In terms of Ben, I I don't know that they're all that worried about uh, his ability to pass the ball. I I think they'll, you know, I think they'll try to, uh, you know, stop the run and they're going to sit on some of those shorter routes. I I just don't see the, the, uh, Steelers being able to score a ton of points on the Browns. Mary Kay, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Um, we'll check in well, with you tomorrow. Of course, you can hear Mary Kay. She'll be on the uh, Browns uh, tailgate, and we will talk to her before the game. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.